0: Alex, you're on the vent, buddy. How are you been?
1: Ah, uh, man, you know I'm pretty good. Just <laughs> dealing with the, I guess today's uh, climate now.
0: Yeah, man. I, I mean, dude, it's a challenge. I mean, it seems, uh, it seems tough, you know, for everybody. I remember you and I were uh, in Quantico. Or I think we you had switched units, and when the Baltimore stuff was going. Um, yeah. So I kind of remember that, but um, we'll we'll get to that in a minute, man. Let's um. Tell me, uh, tell me more about like, tell everyone really more about yourself, where you're from, kind of, um, your journey through the core and how that was. And then we'll talk about what you're doing now.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, cool part is I had a, as you could say, a strange career, as they say. So, uh, with the Marine Corps, um, you know, military police came from California, uh, before I joined the Marine Corps, I actually worked at a winery and, uh, that was pretty cool. And then, um. Obviously, I went to uh, ended up at Quantico and HMX one for you know our presidential security duties over there, and then eventually, from there, oddly, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up going to PMO, so the base police, and then again, another just chain of events, I got selected when the whole ISIS thing kicked off, and I ended up doing a protective service detail and convoy protection and stuff like that out in, uh, in Iraq and i was the only one that left <laughs> i was the only one that left pmo so it was kind of weird I, I got self-deployed um it was literally i was gone within a week i didn't do no pre-workup i didn't do anything i just they just said hey uh go get some gear from sif and uh <laughs> you're going to iraq It was kind of funny no show so, yeah so imagine one week you're hanging out having a beer and the next week you're in freaking right outside of uh here, in, well, we end up in Baghdad, and then right outside of Ramadi, not knowing what the hell's going on. So it was kind of funny.
0: Who? How did that? What kind of? Who? I mean, who are you protecting? That's interesting. That's crazy to. watch.
1: Uh, yeah, it's pre, it's pretty cool. If you look him up, uh, there's a guy named General Mullen, and uh, General Mullen, he actually led. Uh, I think he was a colonel at the time, but he led the Marines through uh, Fallujah. He yeah. was in there both times. He actually has a pretty good book. It's called a uh, uh, Fallujah Redux. It's on Amazon. And, uh, yeah, obviously now he's over there for now, third time leading troops in Iraq. And I think now he's the base general in Miramar, okay. I think, Yeah, but pretty cool guy.
0: What did you, did you, that's a lot, to, a lot of shit to do in one enlistment. Did you, were you on a five-year tour? Did you sign one of the, I got five- extended.
1: Now? Yeah. I got extended up with six years.
0: So you, so you signed a five-year and then got extended. Yeah. And you probably pro, based on that deployment or what? Like you, you
1: just, yeah, took- based on the deployment.
0: I mean, you're that type of dude, though, huh? You're like, you're weird like that. Like, you'd just be like, "Fuck it, let's go!" Like, I, I well, that's
1: I, exactly. Literally, I got pulled in an office, and then they're like, "Well, you you want to go?" And then I was like, "You do know that I get out of the Marine Corps like in a month, right?" And they're like, "Well, I don't know." And then like the general was just like, "Oh, he wrote a letter," and then someone else wrote a letter, and then here we go. I was
0: <laughs> off, I wit. I mean, I love that, and I think it's. I I mean. Cause a lot of people like join the Marine Corps and they wind up getting duties and they don't really know what kind of duties they're getting. And then while they're in those duties, they're like, Oh, I'd rather be deployed. I'd rather do this. I'd rather do that. And like you fucking, you know, I don't know if you said those things per se, I'm sure a lot of guys did, but you did it, you know, like you're like, fuck it, let's go. Like when that,
1: I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, you had the experience, you know, like just being in that unit, obviously a lot of people get disgruntled because that's not, what they originally signed up for right yeah but if you think about it you kind of sign up for an open book you sign up for wherever the hell yeah. the marine corps wants to put you right in the end you're gonna bitch and gripe. but if you really really think about it what was the first thing they fucking tell you the needs of the marine corps yeah. so if if you're a fucking janitor that's what they fucking need you to do you know what i mean it's shitty yeah. it's not what you want to do obviously so it was just one of those opportunities where like Never in my life, not in my wildest dream, that I think a Quantico, freaking Virginia, where no one's ever deployed out of, yeah. would a general show up and say, "Hey, I fucking need a body," and then our commands all like, "Fuck it, send Resga, the guy with the smallest contract left, <laughs> just send him," and then like, you know what I mean? You think you'd send a marine that has like four years left or some yeah. shit? So it was just. It's just very interesting and strange. So I
0: remember, so as I've sort of, like, I'm new to the whole social media thing. I largely stayed off of it, lar- mostly because of the, the duties I was doing. But as I've sort of started reconnecting and collecting my friends back into my scope, um, I noticed that you posted about a racket shit. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I wonder how that happened, you know? I'm, I'm not questioning you, but I'm like, I'd like to know more about that story. Like, Because I knew you left HMX, one of the most garrison security details you can do, to go over to PMO yeah. again, Garrison. And I'm like, man, he must've re enlisted or he did something because you're right. Like obviously when the ISIS shit kicked off, like I don't, I'm not going to say we were caught surprised, but I definitely think um, like just sort of as a nation, we rolled in a little heavier than people probably expected to kind of once. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming once Mattis got in charge of kind of how we were going to beat him, you know, um, yeah. looks like we rolled in pretty hot, you know? So sounds like you were a part of that, man. Good on you. It, it, it was you-
1: strange. I have a, I have the letter somewhere. I'll have to send it to you so you can read. It. It's kind of neat. I got you, you got a letter of appreciation from the general from it, but so I was actually I guess the operation now has been Operation Inherent Resolve is what it's called now. Yeah. So when I first got there, the funny part too was when I when I got back, you know, you, you get your ribbon for doing your thing over there, right? Well, they they actually gave me an operate like it's like an OIF ribbon or something. Like they gave me a ribbon fry rack but it it was the wrong operation and i, I have it on my in my dd214 but i'm operation inherent resolve it's the, i'm oir not oif which you know it's weird and then the other thing is like obviously like you ran along a lot more than like lot before i was in and all that and so obviously when people first got there there wasn't shit there right and then they built it up and then they have all these you know this fucking carl's jr over there and shit now right but when i got there it's they like broke it back the fuck down because everybody was leaving Iraq. So like I was going to some places you'd be at one place and they'd be like a fucking Arby's or some shit. And I'm like, why the fuck's there an Arby's here? And then you go to another place and they're like, we don't have running water. So you have to use wipes for your balls. And I'm like, like, you know, it's just a, it's weird. It was just a weird fucking experience.
0: That's a, so that's a pretty interesting, um, that's an interesting way to deploy, man. And I would tell you, um, my time in Iraq, we, we spent breaking us down. So I was two years before, uh, in 2011, I want to say was the, when they showed that last convoy, like going back in equator or whatever. Um, yeah. So we were largely like my unit was largely responsible for tearing all those cops and fobs down. So we would go and help, help those guys retrograde back to whatever cop and fob they were going to. And then, so, so I saw a lot of that. Like we, you're right. We'd go to one place where we were bringing everything. Like we'd go to Al-Assad and you motherfuckers walking around with like pizza hut and all kinds of weird. Yeah. Stuff, right? and then we'd go to like Taji. Taji was like, um, not Taji. And, uh, or maybe it was just cop Taj. Taji I think is near Baghdad. Taj was out like fucking West. Like, uh like northwest of vermont or some shit and they didn't have yeah. fucking anything there dude they had nothing it was like still a bermed cop like they, it was like shared with iraqi police like they might have had like um a shower can or something but they were living like fucking you know like grunts you know yeah dude they, <laughs> you know, just like camping out in the desert dude just like you know running raids through cities and shit like it's crazy man so so the psd details are fun though um what was, oh, yeah. that, what was the atmosphere like what were how, how were your threats like what kind of what uh, it,
1: was- it was pretty cool so uh where I actually the majority of this time i spent was this place called union 15 and union 15 is in baghdad and it's kind of near the embassy like the u.s embassy it's over there yeah so it, it was weird because i have you would fly over the place and like half the place was like green and beautiful it looked like california and then other place was like a fucking desert it was a shit hole. Yeah. but we stayed at that base. That was a primary army base, and we served under CJOC, so the combined joint operations commander or whatever yep. that was there. So General Mullen was part of that whole deal. So I worked with all these army generals and marine generals and all that stuff. And like his primary purpose there was, honestly, it was a. Uh, he was linked with all these drone operations that they were doing in the area. So like he was kind of like the guy that they called up. And woke up and they're like, hey, can we pull this guy up? And he'd be like, yep. And then it would get confirmed or whatever. So my primary thing was whenever we would take him out, whether it be by helicopter or by roadway, is just to make sure he didn't get swacked while we were doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know. So I get, like that was my, my main concern was to keep him going so
0: yeah see i did i did psd while i was in iraq too man i moved my battalion commander he wasn't you know he wasn't a general so um we were slightly more restricted but i know the drill dude i know what it's like and that's a that's an interesting fucking mission man it's so weird because um you know your principal is priority one and like if dudes get hit and it's not him like they may be hung out to dry for a while you know it's a crazy fucking yeah. thing man i mean i'm not going to get into tactics and all that shit and i'm sure our rules were were dramatically different given the scenarios and assets and you know help or whatever but um yeah man protect like protecting someone is a challenge for sure yeah i don't i mean i don't don't, dude i don't i mean iraq was like kind of it was weird when i was there because it was sort of winding down but there were still some pretty good threats people were still getting hit um people were still getting killed um but it wasn't you know it wasn't like a super intense kinetic environment like
1: yeah i think for (laughs) us honestly the more the more issue was at that time that they were cause ISIS was kicking up and I don't think, I, I don't think military was their primary target. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they wanted to kind of like kick the hornet's nest while we we're there because they, it just wouldn't end well for them. So what they were doing is like, I think, I looked it up at one, one point they showed me it was like 300 car bombings or something like that while I was there, but none of them were for us. They were like blowing up houses or attacking hotels or they're nope. they would go fuck with the embassy every once in a while. And then the Marines at the embassy would shoot some tear gas at them and they'd leave. And it was like kind of like that. It was like those like guerrilla tactics, but it was more for their own people. Yeah, um, I wasn't even sure what they're like, what they were trying to do. So it was kind of no strange.
0: no but so when i was in ramadi myself man in in uh 2009 it was the same way they were they were largely moving away from that we were a target of opportunity like if they could get us they they maybe would but again yeah. you're right they were sort of past trying to kick that hornet's nest because they knew we'd, we'd we'd crush them um so they started they just started to hit people of influence right like doctors lawyers anyone who was trying to be political any any shape yeah. or whatever they could get you know um and and it sounds like – I mean, I know ISIS started moving on Ramadi, but it, it sounded like uh, – I don't know how, how much of Ramadi they got back, but it sounded like uh, – and I, I know they kind of got a foothold, I think, a little bit in Fallujah, but it sounded most of the, the nasty shit was up in Mosul, really. At least that's what the yeah. – I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's what, what I heard what year, while I was there, too.
0: What year were you – what year was this? That would have been what? Like so this 15? was
1: it, – it was from the end of uh, – I believe it was the end of 2015 and 2016. Like it was like right between those two right there. Sounds so right. It was cause I left. I yeah, left. like Ramadan going on. I think too, at some point, like it was fucking yeah. mess. Crazy, man.
0: I mean, yeah. Fucking wild way to wild way to get yourself to Iraq, dude. That's fucking crazy. That's a ballsy thing. I, you know, to just wind, wind up there. Like, you know,
1: well, that's the problem. That was the funniest part. I swear to you, the weirdest thing, And I'll admit it to people all that, like obviously, like being in garrison, like the most garrison unit you could ever be in in the entire world, right? I would spend as days as a fucking lance corporal sitting in my room thinking of ways to scheme myself over to overseas, right? Because I'm like, bro, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my way over there. Because like I come from like, you know, my dad was a deployed veteran, my cousin was a deployed veteran, like I had best friends who were deployed veterans, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking scheme my way over there. No matter what my wildest dreams were, all of them were fucking pipe dreams, right? And then one night I'm sitting in the fucking literally I was at a there was a bar in Stafford. I was at Mix or whatever that Irish pub was one night and I got like a text message it was like be in my office tomorrow and I was like great. I was like, This is my uh my NJP for whatever the fuck I did and I didn't remember. And then <laughs> showed up like, like, Hey, you're uh you're probably going to Iraq. And I was like, Yeah, this is you guys, you guys are funny. Like, yeah. no, we're not playing with you. I was like, I get out in a month, they're like, nah, that that could be fixed. Yeah. I was like, All right. And Love then you. off you know what? Uh,
0: that's so cool. Yeah. that's so so pretty cool. neat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that just doesn't happen for everybody. Um, so tell, how was your, how was your transition out then? I mean, the, the, you're obviously, you sit before me healthy. It looks like, right. So, I, yeah. so you know, yeah. So,
1: yeah. So the cool part, I, I guess, uh, I mean, the cool and weird part. So on my way out, I got the opportunity. I, I became a, a common marchership coach and then I became a combat marchership trainer. So I got my little safari hat, and then my fucking uh, campaign cover or whatever. Right. Cool. And, I, uh, I I honestly think that was one of the coolest, funnest courses I did, and then that was an opportunity that I just I also didn't think would happen. I loved it. Loved teaching Marines how to shoot. I I still love teaching people how to shoot. I think it's one of the funnest things I could do. So it helped. So when I got out, I actually um, funny. I actually was a bouncer in DC at a bar for a while, nice. and I was still like, okay, I can't do this fucking forever. Yeah. Like. You know, and then uh, I I became a military contractor. I worked for this uh, company called Andrews International. Okay. And then um, I can't talk about their client because of whatever gag orders and shit like that. But they're a pretty cool company. They're still up and running and they still do a lot of uh, aid with like embassies and stuff and stuff like that. But it was pretty interesting. So I learned how to I learned how to do a lot of. I learned like the contractor realm if I would say, so yep. I thought that was pretty cool. That's you a meet a cool. lot of a
0: whole another nut to crack, man. From what I hear, yeah,
1: you meet like you meet dudes that are like fucking special forces will kill you in your sleep, and then you meet dudes that are like no. um, that, that didn't do shit their whole career, and then like you know they're over there toting a fucking gun with you, and it's just insane. Like, oh, so honestly,
0: I uh, there's more of those guys. From what I understand in the contractor world, there's obviously operators. Uh, everybody knows that but there are a ton of guys who literally did
1: did
0: hardly anything if if much at all that wind up contractors and they wind up actually getting into fucking stickier situations
1: oh yeah dude they'll they'll get in fucking firefights and they've never got shot at in their entire military career and then these guys will be over here with the fucking with a half ton driving through the desert and then getting pot shotted because they have a bunch of mres in the fucking back or whatever they're actually
0: they actually can they sort of you know in large ways can do a lot of things that like military just can't do and that's why that's why they exist you know
1: well they're cheaper though too if you think about it
0: they are cheaper and that's the fascinating part even though those guys are making tons of money bank grand scheme of things they're actually cheaper that's that's the that's the weird sort of you know we can talk about military complex and all that shit i mean i don't it is what it is it it exists but It, for guys like you and me, it doesn't really matter. But um yeah, there, it's a, it's all money in the end. It's all money, man. And um, it's, oh yeah, it's knocking actually.
1: Like, what is it? What is it? If we die uh, active duty, what is it? Three hundred thousand? What is it up now? If I don't know dying, what the
0: non- is. If you die in Iraq or a combat yeah. or a combat zone, four fifty. Yeah,
1: four hundred fifty thousand, right? Yeah. If one of these contractors get whack. It's like fucking zero. Like, they don't owe you shit, like, depending on what your contract is. Well,
0: they would have to, they would probably have to have their own life insurance. Good yeah. luck. Their to own sign.
1: life insurance, which doesn't cost the government shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but good luck getting someone to sign off when you list your occupation as private military
1: contractor. Exactly. But so it's cheaper. And yes. then on top of that, if you think about it, you don't, they don't have to train you. Like, my training was like a refresher. They're like, hey, do you know how to use this M16? And I was like, well, fucking yeah. And they're like, oh, congratulations! You're now a contractor operator. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, right.
0: yeah, so you know? they, yeah, they're they're I mean, just sucking up all that skills and training that was paid for by Uncle Sam, man. It's brilliant, yeah. really, if you think about it. You know, yeah, they don't, yeah. and they're not, they're not bound by any laws um, or anything like that that says they have to hold you to any type of standard. I mean, there there's some, there's definitely some deployable standards like ROEs and stuff that are put in place for military contractors. Yeah, but, but it's um, it's a different world, man. And they, yeah. they contract to yeah. do some wild shit because they'll send them places that they just can't send anybody else, man. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean Africa's full of contractors right now and people don't even know that shit. Oh, like so- in the Congo, there's oh, yeah. fucking contractors.
0: Loaded. Africa is loaded because yeah. <laughs> now like we want to shift our sphere of influence, right? Or we have, like as yeah. a nation, we've tried, you know, whether it be in the Pacific or whether it be in Africa, and private military contracts flat out are the best thing we could do in Africa, to be honest, because we don't have any kind yeah. of real foothold there, you know.
1: And you don't got to say shit to no one either. Like if you wanted the you wanted some soldier of fortune shit, like you don't got to tell the government anything. No. You just said, and I guess what if you really want to be conspiracy that they fuck up, you just burn them. I don't know those guys.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, like, I, and honestly, like the governments there in Africa that we'd be dealing with, honestly, probably don't give a fuck. I mean, they you nope. know there's they'll put it on whoever else. I mean, I think, yep. um, I think a lot of the private military contractor stuff has been going on in Africa, probably far longer than anybody really maybe even gets it, you know, realize. Yeah,
1: I think so. So, so it, I mean, who knows how that's going to progress. I'm sure some kind of incident's going to happen there that's going to draw us over there, but you know, whatever. I don't what know. Stuck,
0: that's what sucked us into Fallujah the first time. If you remember right Yeah.
1: the, the black contractors yeah. off the bridge, right?
0: Right. So that's what that's, at least that's why we went in as heavy like we did. Because they sort of, you know, as insurgents, they sort of proved that they weren't going to... When you fucking strip motherfuckers naked, light them on fire and hang them from a bridge, like, sort of a big deal. You know, you're kind of... probably going
1: to get shot at. That's probably a repercussion.
0: Yeah, you're kind of saying, like, hey, I want to fight you. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of saying, here's the bait boys, come and and get it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a... a, You know, obviously, those... I've read books about um, Blackwater, those contractors, and, you know, the early mistakes that some of these guys made. Because, honestly, like, the early days in... The early days probably in Afghanistan and, and largely the first couple of years in Iraq really set the tone for how private military contractors were going to move forward because there was so much more, um, up, you know, there was access to information, access to videos. Like, it was so much more beamed into everybody's home, you know. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting, dude. And um, Blackwater sense like, changed their name and shit because of all the publicity they've got. Oh,
1: yeah, because they can't fucking use it. It's burnt but, out now because all like, the image...
0: So you know they've yeah everything everything's changed but they're out there man and you know and honestly like they're sort of a necessary evil uh, and it's a weird it's just a weird uh, sort of thing man
1: most of the I mean I but I think so like I mean I don't know like it's crazy if you look at the whole contracting realm like uh, like people you know there's people that make buku bucks right but there's also people that are over there that don't it's weird I know some contractors that like they're making like fifty thousand a year. But they were in Kuwait, so yeah. I'm like, but like, but still, I'm like, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna go to fucking Kuwait for fifty thousand, like, yeah, no, it's not yeah. gonna happen. Like, to give me a little bit more than that, and like, yeah, I, that's
0: what I say. The KBR guys and stuff that I rolled with in Iraq, we moved a lot of civilian because they could run logistics. So they were like some yeah. truckers; they were making good coin, and we were, oh yeah. Good. So um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting time, man, and crazy. Uh, You know, they just ran logistics sometimes that we just couldn't. So um, yeah. there's, like I said, there's a need for them. Obviously, people. A lot of people believe that um, that whole atmosphere was uh, built, created, and um, progressed, like through Dick Cheney, and you know, I don't. Know. I mean, you can look at
1: yeah. There, there's tons of there's some conspiracies of and books.
0: <laughs> the thing is, like, what people don't realize though is they are needed um, for many reasons, uh, and and then there's some reasons that they were probably utilized that we otherwise could have maybe just not done. But um, yeah. yeah, crazy man, wild times. That's that's yeah. uh, that's and- interesting, dude.
1: Yeah. And then after that, so I, I, what happened was I would stop military contracting and I would do, it was still contracting, but it wasn't under big names. It was more like private companies. So like we went to Dubai, we provided like weapon instruction to like the police there and shit like that. And then we went back to South Africa one time and, and then help again with some security groups there that protecting rich people or whatever. And it was just a, uh, it was one of those say I got tired of going over there, and I kept thinking, like, man, I'm gonna get whacked in fucking Tanzania or where the fuck I was for what? Like, there's no reason for it. So then, I came back to you know stateside. I stayed stateside and actually transferred over to uh, uh, the air attack team for a while in firefighting. Cool. So the. The aircraft that dumped that red shit all over, uh, all over the fires or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was part of that team, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest pay in the world, but it was really fun because you actually saw who you're helping, like instantly. You yeah. know, like you instantly saw the feedback, so that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I did some. Uh, I used to when I when I got out, I I moved over to Utah. You know, I started working for the division of emergency management. It was kind of my goal to work in emergency management. So I studied and uh, I've written so many sit reps and shit, like on, on all the wildfires and stuff. We get some good ones here. Um, but oftentimes I would wind up writing or, or at least reporting on some shit going on in Cali because we would send a lot of our firefighters over to Cali. Cause obviously the yeah. fucking tinderbox dude, California can fucking ignite for it. Yeah, that's
1: because any the, that's because the fucking politicians here don't want to cut the fucking trees down because there's some beetle that the hippie fucking likes. That's a c- that's color t- that they like. So t- they don't want t- it to t- die.
0: They do say that right. they say uh, so. Utah gets burnt, but we're also uh, very proactive um, with like brush management and all that shit. And they say they don't do that in California. For exactly, no, they fucking do. That. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's very political, um, and there's a lot of shit that people are trying to protect. And uh, it's just weird, and it, and it creates. Um, well, I mean, fuck, man, we've seen some catastrophic wildfires over the last couple of years out of California, dude. I mean,
1: it, it, I mean, we had a whole fucking town burnt down. I mean, like, there's. I mean they, they just don't they don't think the reasoning behind it cuz they'll be like hey we don't want you to cut this tra- tree down because this fucking spotted owl lives in it and I'm like okay well we'll just let the whole fucking forest burn down then and then your spotted owl will fucking fly away I guess because yeah. <laughs> it's like like I don't get it sometimes they don't make no fucking sense but you
0: No know, no we have we have a couple like uh there's some like habitat zones and shit for certain animals um but there's you know there's ways to continue to mitigate, but yeah it's a it's a big issue, man. It's a hard thing to do. Sounds like I mean yeah. because, you know some of these animals obviously eventually they're gonna run out of places to live. So I'm not against like protecting animals, but at the same time like um, when you have fucking entire towns getting nuked on a f- wildfire, dude. Like there's obviously exactly. other shit maybe we should do, you know. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, and then after that, um, I was still kind of you know trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and then. <laughs> I literally a guy pulled up one day and you know talked about it was a buddy of mine and he's all he's like hey man he's like do you work he's like do you work law enforcement i was like no i'm i do like fire wildland firefighting stuff and he's all that's weird dude he's like i always thought you would you know transition over that he's like, especially military and i was just like well I don't know. i'll look into it and then i ended up uh fucking loved it i ended up going over to the sheriff's office and that's what i do now and obviously for reasons of privacy and i won't say which one but i'm in a yeah. california and a sheriff's office right mm-hmm. yeah. and um which brings it to today's climate it, 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 the shit that's going on now is just appalling by people and by in my opinion just some things just don't make any fucking sense like whatsoever yeah. and it's just like it's crazy like here's the one that's funny i look white right I Look pretty fucking white
0: i mean i mean if, if we're being honest yeah you kind of do
1: I'm not fucking white. Right. So but it, I get called racist all the time <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, wait, wait, I was like, what? I was like, wait a second. What? Uh, you're racist. I was like, why? Like, Cause you're white. And I'm like, well, I'm not even white. And they're like, well, you look white. So you're racist. I'm like, that's fucking nuts. Like that to me is just like,
0: <laughs> so me, I mean, I've definitely had a hard, I mean, a hard time with some of the people that are trying to push sort of these ideas and agendas that you're talking about. And, yeah. and also, I have a really difficult time with um, politicians, old white men telling people what it is to be black in this country or what it is to be colored yeah, in this country. Like that's I
1: kinda, fucking insane.
0: I really don't understand it. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that there aren't problems. There's obviously problems that a lot of people to work on. I mean, I don't. If anyone tries to deny that, I think they're foolish. Um, but the yeah. people that are sitting here trying to lecture others on. Um, what it means to be this or that or like if you don't vote for me you aren't black like come on man you can't you can't i mean are you That's serious insane like, you're really trying to say some shit like this and like i again i try to find myself as middle of the road as i possibly can but other people tend to make it really fucking hard because This yeah. the hypocrisy is fascinating it's just insane to me but i get what you're saying man i could totally see like how yeah. Cause you're right. You don't, you don't obviously look one way or the other, right? Like, I mean, people, yeah. people at a glance would be like, oh, it's just another white cop walking on the street. Like yeah, yeah. time to know you, they don't, you know, they don't, um, they don't have any idea of your background, who you are, where you've been. Like, what well,
1: that's cop. the other thing too. You hear people chanting right now, kill the cops, kill the cops, shoot cops, Do you know, this shit, right? Whatever. I, words don't mean anything to me. Right. But then I sit there and I go, wait a second. I was like a month ago, Whenever it is, whenever it's fucking Veterans Day, you fucking love vets all of a sudden, right? You want, you love vets. Do, do they not fucking know that half the cops are veterans? Like, like, it's great. like. And, and then the other thing too is that if people actually break down certain. Here's the core principle of problems. It, politicians, for me, is always the root of problems. But say this: people bitch about the law, right? You show up and you're like, "Look, man, your registration's expired. Sorry," and they're like. You're a fucking road pirate. Listen, bro, I don't fucking like this law either, but guess what? I didn't make this law. You fucking voted in for this guy who's stupid, and he made the law, and then you bought him in the office. I was like, if you don't want this law, you can literally vote in people that will get rid of the law, and then guess what? Cops don't enforce it. I was like, laws are the the key foundation of everything, right? And then it, it, it always spews into things because then people are like, you know, cops need to stop racially profiling. Let me tell you something. Guess what? They don't fucking teach cops to racially profile. In fact, they teach you to do the opposite. Right. And then the other thing too is that I tell people I work at night, prim- like primarily I work at night, you know, yeah. patrolling and stuff like that. I tell people, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, but at two in the morning when you're driving your fucking whatever down the street and your tail lights out, I don't know what your race is. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I, it's too, I, I don't see who you are. I don't even know how many people are in the car. It's two in the morning. There's no light outside. I'm pulling you over because your fucking headlights are off or whatever. And then I pull you over and they're like, you pull me over because I'm whatever race you want to be. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what race you are. So i walk up to the window and I say hello. And then it doesn't even matter. Like, it's insane. Like some of the things that get accused of, like, it's crazy.
0: Well, I mean, it's a never walked in those shoes before type scenario. Right. And the the thing is, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of colored people in this country that could be like, well, you've never walked a mile in my shoes. There's a ton of fucking cops that can say the exact same fucking thing. And the problem is we just keep saying that and none of us want to talk about it to each other. Exactly, You know what I'm saying? But you're absolutely right. Like no one, no cop is ever taught to profile cops are taught like you are in this area. This is a high crime area. These are the typical type of crimes. They run stats. You look for the stats. You look for what's obviously uh, uh, in that area is affected and you go for it. You know what I mean? And if it's fucking drunk drivers or it's, you know, who the fuck knows who's in that car? You don't know who's in yeah. that car. You never. At That's what's up people. Well, tint or no tint at night, you don't know. You, I'm sorry, you just you yeah. don't. You know, it's just not. That's that. why, like,
1: okay, you hear people, you pull that guy over because he's black, and I'm like, bro, I, I couldn't even tell you if it was a man, a woman, or a giraffe driving the fucking car because it's at night. I don't know who's in there. Right. Like, for, and then another the thing is too is that they talk about like the one thing that both sides kind of. I, I hate it that they lack for. Is when they talk about statistics. If we if we have to break down statistics, I was like, and, and that, that argument it's hard to have because then you're like, okay, what source do you want to use? Right. And for me, for sure. like, I like using like the FBI source, not because it's the FBI, but just because they just, all they ask is this, Hey, what color was the guy? Was yeah. he armed or unarmed? Hey, was it male or female? Right. right. And then if you look at statistics, it, it's kind of funny because even if you agree with the side that says cops are bad, the statistics still don't help them. Right. So get this. Say we look at statistics. If you have a higher chance of getting shot because you're white, okay, I'll give you that, right? And the argument is, well, there's more white people. Fine. Let's have that argument then, right? Well, you're saying the cops are racist, and they always want to go after certain races, right? So why are more white people still getting shot if they're going after black people or Mexicans or whatever? It still doesn't make sense on the stats and people don't want to have that argument. No, they, they just don't. scream at you because it, no. it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like
0: they definitely, they definitely you know. don't want to really have that conversation. And a lot of people I think are taught from an early age, um, you know, where cops would tend to target. And I think that honestly, let's be honest. I think it depends on where you where you come from. Um, yeah. And, and, and in that little, little portion of your, your life in that little area, you know, that's probably your reality. But when you yep. when you break it out and you actually look nationwide at the numbers, th- that's not the nation, the national reality. You know, I mean, and people don't want to. You're right. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to have those conversations because um, that's not what they've actually experienced. Right. So um, it's yeah. a hard it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to um, to get people to to understand, because nationally, which is also that's what the, the FBI uses. That's what the country likes to talk about on the news, or whatever channel. Um, that doesn't match. You know, it's one of those macro things that doesn't match the micro. So what's happening high level with the stats does not ma- Doesn't always match what's happening in like little town neighborhood somewhere in Chicago. It just, yeah. it just doesn't. So yeah, it's a challenging conversation and people, um, you know, you'll, you'll say I'm using FBI stats. That's national. And then someone will use the stats in their town. And and then, it, yeah. then you're, now you're just skewing the whole idea. And, and really, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I mean, you're right, man. It's, it's a, it's a weird challenging thing
1: and and I don't think
0: it's going to change.
1: It's tough. And then the thing is too, is that you try to explain to people the way that things get done. And I I try to tell people I've been through, obviously I've been through a military police Academy. I went through another fucking like federal Academy, a short one. Then I went through uh, now a state Academy, like California. right? Right. And I tell people there's not one fucking time an instructor has ever said anything about, well, this race is just going to give you problems. Never. They never said the profile. They never told me that this race drives this car. Yeah. Like, that's never happened. They, they, they teach you policing. And in fact, it, it got almost annoying to the fact that they would tell you this. It's unethical if you do this. It's unmoral if you do this. If you lie, you're going to get fired. If you're racist, you're going to get fired. If you use too much force, you're going to get fired. It gets nailed into your head so much that it's like I, I, I hear the opposite. And then people think that cops are going through this academy – Which, by the way, cops are every fucking race and every background. So that's as diverse as you can get. They go through this academy. I don't know of one academy in the entire fucking country that tells you to be racist. I don't. And if there is, I would like to know so we can go fucking burn that academy down because it should exist. Like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: For sure. So actually, like, uh, the three largest – and I love that you made that point because the three largest police departments, I think, in the country is probably – and I'm shooting from the hip here a little bit – but probably LA – LA, Chicago, New York City, right? I would yep. I would venture yep. to say that That's they're probably right. the most large like staffed more than anyone. Um the whites are the minority as officers in all three of those departments. No question, not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. It's like it's like 50 plus percent or more. Like I think Chicago's like 57%. People say, "Hey, we got to diversify the PDs." You're not looking in the right places, folks, you know. Nope. Like, you're just not and you're not you're not willing to look at the hard numbers. Um I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what else to tell people because they're, they're at, look, dude, you could look, the George Floyd incident was one of the most appalling things I've ever seen in long. Maybe ever. I don't think anyone disagrees with that, but those cops that were there friends were like the most, uh, diverse group of cops.
1: Yeah. It was like an Asian and like, like a white guy, like like every race. It was weird.
0: It was literally this, the full spectrum, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: I I mean, it's like, I don't, you know, but at the end of the day, the optics don't tell us that they don't show us that they show us a white cop murdering a black man and it's hard to look yeah. past. And that's very true. That is actually what happened. Um, yeah. And no, I don't, there's not anyone in this, in this country, cop or, un, or not cop, that would say that what happened was okay. It's just not, it's not like, no, well,
1: it's not. It, that was a crazy part at that moment that there was unity because I honestly didn't see anybody that said, yeah. Uh, that guy deserved to sit there for eight minutes. I don't fucking know anyone that said that, right? No but did. then this crazy conspiracy came out of, oh, the police. This is what they want. It's like, no, like I can't even th- uh, fucking sit on someone's neck is not even a marine tactic that I know of. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's
0: what I've tried to say. like I've tried to tell everyone, like dude, I, I, dude, I was an instructor. Your instructor was yeah. my was literally my best friend. Um, yeah, I've taught thousands of Marines military police tactics. Thousands. I've taught them martial arts thousands never one fucking time has it ever been acceptable to to put any appendage on a neck and fucking that because that's not what we do it's just not Um, Well, you're
1: taught the opposite.
0: You're taught the exact opposite of that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that weird shit doesn't happen like when you're trying to affect an arrest. Obviously, if you're fucking fighting with someone, like you might have to make some adjustments. That's not what happened in Minneapolis. That motherfucker intentionally put his shit on that man's neck. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like the thing is, like I told people, I go, you know what? If he would have been fighting, and then he put his knee on the guy's neck, and he was on his neck for about a minute until he adjusted and then got off of his neck. I'd that's, a like, reason,
0: that's a bit more of a reasonable scenario. Are you, probably reasonable. Gonna, are you probably going to be hit for like some some awkward use of force, or maybe be counseled like yeah. in a training jacket? Yeah, probably. But I mean, probably. that's the more realistic scenario than yeah. staying there for eight plus minutes, man. Crazy shit. So
1: especially when someone goes out. E- like e- even if I was, if, even if I was fucking choking somebody, yeah. choking somebody. Once they're out, if they go to sleep. I'm not going to sit there. Like yeah. they go to sleep. They're, you put them on the ground. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, and I, you know, we've taught some, you know, I know the choke holds are one of the big things right now and we've taught some, I've definitely taught some different holds or techniques that, um, are, are as much a takedown as a hold. And I'm not even going to say yeah. they're a choke. They're not even really a choke. They're not designed yeah. to choke people out. Is it possible? Yeah. yeah, it's possible, but they're more restrained holds, you know? I mean, I don't know, man. This whole thing is, 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 shocking because it's sad because like one fucking shit bag can set a police back decades across an entire nation, you know? And that's the, well, look part. at
1: the people, look at the people walking away right now. Like you look at these, uh, they call it, they're calling it the blue flu. Uh, all yeah, the cops that right. are walking off the job sure. and all that stuff that's going on. And like, the thing is, is that it, it's like a double-edged sword there because when you're walking off, you're kind of just hurting the the people that are left in the community that want you there. You know what I mean? Like there's people that, you know, that want, you. but then at the same time, maybe that's what it takes to show people. Yeah. I this totally is what's going to fucking happen. I totally get Like it. look at the, the, what is that? The community of Chaz or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Chop. I think
1: the fucking shithole yeah. I, I am waiting. I am. I have been waiting weeks for a bunch of drunk Marines to go in there and then kidnap the leader from there and take them out of there because that place That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like since when in our history have we said, yeah, you can have your own fucking town now with your own laws in the United States.
0: That's one of the issues is they're starting to tear history down and and write their own. Um, And that's a, that's more political, radical left, radical, right. Back to the Atlanta thing though with the blue flu, like you're right, man. I commend all these officers that aren't walking away and anyone who decides to stay on the watch, man, it's, it's so commendable because this is literally they're faced with the most challenging times I think in the history of law enforcement right now. And I commend any officer um, that stays on the watch because they have a real honorable uh, approach to what they're doing. But at the same time, man, I'm not hating on cops that are thinking uh, they're rethinking their decisions because like these guys have mouths to feed. A lot of them, they have houses. They can't, they can't, you know, you can't control what happens on some of these calls, man. You just can't, You, you know? So you're saying, Go to work every day, show up, do what you do, and risk a thirty second dynamic engagement for the you know which could potentially lead to ruining the rest of your life Fuck, man yeah, that's and, a hard that's for people it, to make it, man.
1: yeah, even that that, that whole situ- that whole taser fucking wendy's incident shit like <laughs> to break that down is so fucking hard because the thing is is that people you have to understand that we're all playing fucking what couch quarterback right we don't like even as a even as a police officer guess what i can't really tell you what i would have done at that moment because i wasn't there
0: we've had some really great conversations on some of our pages where cops of all places are like oh i'd have shot him and other ones are like no i don't think i would have and that's the way it goes and that's why they say like what is it graham versus connor is, is so that you can't um you can't monday morning quarterback that shit like exactly hindsight hindsight is you know you can't add hindsight into that you have to look at it Correct. from the perspective of that cop. And that's, that's very hard for people to remove themselves from a situation like that. Now, here's the thing. I, on the Atlanta thing, I wholeheartedly believe that those officers will be acquitted. However, if they find any video or any footage or any pictures of them, like kicking a body or standing on a body, the optics are going to kill them. Uh, so, and again, people need to overlay the optics. It's the optics of all this. Like you're talking about, you've, you've now added in, this is way more than just a use of force situation. Now you're adding politics and optics of incidents that these guys can't even control. So it's way, way more than man turns around, fires taser at cop, cop shoots man who, who, you know, it's way beyond that way, way beyond that. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, that's how it's going to be for you guys for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, and, and even the thing with that one is that it's crazy. Like, I actually had an argument with someone. Someone's like, hey, you know, if you shoot the taser one time, then it, it, it's not good anymore. And I said, well, guess what? I was like, I don't fucking know what taser he has because we actually have new tasers. I'm sorry to tell everybody, but we have a taser called the taser 7, which that department has, which has two cartridges in it. Yeah, it be You don't f- have to reload.
0: Yeah, so it can be fired. So, so-
1: guess what? You know, if a guy shoots a fucking cartridge at you and engages you, there's videos of cops getting fucking locked up with tasers. Like it happens. Yeah. But the thing is, is that a lot of people just don't understand is just the whole your brain telling you to draw a gun, telling you to fire a gun, or telling you not to fire a gun. You yeah. know, it, it's so fast and quick. And like, and I tell people, like, you don't fucking know. And on top of that, I said, you know what's kind of messed up? And this is just my opinion is that that guy. Could have got shot two or three times before he even fucking ran away, but those cops didn't do it. You're right, he in could. my opinion.
0: So it takes four tenths of a second to perceive a threat, engage a threat, and neutralize a threat. That's generally the generally what people would tell you. Um, so you you mean to tell me that a fucking dude who's already assaulted you and is running away with a taser, and and in four tenths of a second you have to decide whether to shoot him when he turns around? you don't know What the fuck is happening? You, don't, you know, you can't. I don't know, man. I mean. My th- my only thing I've tried to say like yeah I think they're going to be acquitted I re- I honestly do I think the use of force is on their side I think it was a justifiable shooting um but I, but yeah
1: it's justifiable
0: there's there's optics there man like when you shoot someone in the back generally not a good look I'm not saying you can't do it I'm just saying it's not a good look when when people are are arguing that you kicked a body and these are other uh, sort of um, insights now that have been like released to the public uh, I mean that that's gonna. These, uh, mind you, these things are all being put out before a jury is even being convened. So everyone's already yeah. been overly influenced. You know what I mean? So I'm saying the optics probably, uh, there's a good chance the optics get these guys, but I don't know. Well, Man, You I heard think
1: about the DA over there too with tasers, right?
0: Well, just a week ago, he said they were, uh, <laughs> they were a lethal weapon.
1: So yeah, and then so come in, on, in like, the hands that's of, a game. That's, again, tell me,
0: correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the hands of an untrained individual, a taser could absolutely be lethal
1: anyone that says it's not hook a fucking taser to yourself and ride that thing for 30 seconds you're not going to come back alive they like, don't
0: use like, that's why they don't use terms like they don't necessarily they shouldn't be saying non-lethal it's less, it's less than, than lethal. lethal i love that you said that it's less than lethal yeah. because you just can, like beanbags exactly if i shoot you in the fucking eyeball with a beanbag i'm gonna fuck you <laughs> dude you know that right like yeah they're less than lethal when used by trained people. That's what people aren't. You know, folk, the average Correct. people, they think, well, they gave it to a cop and they say it's less than lethal. Well, that means they, there's no way it could kill you. You're fucking totally wrong. If you hit someone and in the, the, of that. You put a couple in a heart, dude, you're like, and you ride that lightning, bro, on your heart, you're fucked. I'm sorry, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, it, it, and the other thing as I try to explain to people is that those prongs are so weird. Like You can catch a prong to the arm. The other one goes to your clothes, but say that it's not all the way in you. And then you shift into it. Now you're going for a fucking ride. You don't know if those prongs are in your fucking body. Like I've had one where, uh, where I got shot my back and then the other prong was right under my butt cheek. Right. And it, it didn't fully engage. But then when I fell back and sat on it, the prong went in me and yeah. it fucking engaged. Like, right. it, it, like it happens.
0: It's a dynamic, and, and like, dynamic situation. Like people don't, you know, people don't, uh, they're just untrained, untrained and unqualified. That's the reason why cops get shot with this shit, right?
1: That's because. That's- and then the other thing too is that someone's all saying, "Well, why couldn't they give him an Uber, motherfucker?" Like, if I could give you an Uber and I had zero liability for it, guess what? I'd probably give you an Uber. But guess what happens? You yeah. let somebody go that's under the influence, and then they go kill a family of five. Guess who's gonna go jail with you? Right. Me. They're, Why do I deserve to go to jail again? Like
0: things that the public doesn't know when you, when, when cops confront a person, they are at that point detained, right?
1: Yeah. We own them. They like that's now, us.
0: They are now solely responsible for that person. Yep. Like, it's like, it's, it's also a no go. Like when you suspect someone of being drunk, you're not supposed to let them move their vehicle, which I think they did. I mean, so they even, you know, there's some other mistakes that were made people don't understand that. Like if I'm trying to affect an apprehension and like they run and get hit by a car, that's my fucking fault. You know? Exactly. Like, I mean, but again, the average public, they don't, they don't know that. And they don't want to know that. They don't want to hear that.
1: Yeah. Um, so and, I and, and I mean, like, like, the, the thing is too, did you see how polite those officers were to that man?
0: Like, I think, yeah, I've seen a lot of it. And like, they were like, dude, they were doing everything. I felt like other than letting them move the car, I felt like if I, was sort of critiquing them. I felt like they did great up until that point, you know, Yeah. up until the handcuffs. And that once the dude, everyone knows that's the most volatile point.
1: Of, that's when the switch comes on. Exactly. Fire or flight.
0: When you, when you affect an apprehension, the most volatile time is when the, when you start to put the cuffs on, especially with someone who had already been to jail because they know what lies ahead, man.
1: Uh, Somebody and, that's on COVID bail. <laughs> he, he, he could have gone being going the prison. Like that's the problem. Like the guy, you know, but there's actually a great video that I tell people to watch, like this whole use of force stuff. There's an activist. He, he marched on police stations. He was a big old activist. cops. There's no reason why cops should shoot on our man, all this stuff, right? Well, he got invited by – it's in Arizona. One of the sheriff's office down in Arizona said, come on down here. Let's do some force-on-force force training with you and see what you do. So they gave him a little bit of training, gave him a gun. And they said all right go to your train they recorded it it was insane he shot like two unarmed black men and he was black and he goes like why'd you shoot him he goes you know and he had no fucking real reason and then at the end he's all you know what policing is hard he had no shit because you don't understand how quick it is like how fast things move and how how you react to stuff like people right. get shot with stuff in their hand that are not guns all the time because guess what they go like this right. and you're gonna get fucking shot like
0: yeah i mean that's the other sad part now too is like with the advent of social media it allows everyone to share all this shit too so now like they're dredging up all these old videos right so everybody's monday morning quarterback which the law says you're not supposed to do by the way but um yeah, yeah like i saw i saw a couple of, uh it looks like probably sheriffs maybe maybe two like two city guys and two sheriffs or something i don't from some town i have no idea but they walk out into the yeah. road and this guy's like go fuck yourself yada yada and he re- they keep telling him like, keep your hands out of your waistband. The guy doesn't comply. And then he jives his hand. He, he reaches like hard aggressive into his, I would have shot him. And they did. Yeah. They shot him right there on a bench at a bus stop, man. I mean, it's like, what fuck? How do you, you don't know if the fucking dude's armed or not. Like, and you, you were yeah. telling him don't fucking reach for anything in your waistband. Fuck dude. Like, I, I
1: mean, and then the thing too is they'll, do, they'll give you these speeches. They'll be like, well, you should know better. It was a homeless guy. Like, bro, i I found homeless guys with fucking guns. Cause guess what? They find guns in trash cans. Like yeah. everyone has access to be deadly. Like, and people don't get that. You can get killed just as bad by a teenager than you can as a grown ass adult. Like it just depends on what their drive is and what their experience is. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's the thing that's just making policing hard is that people don't want to sit there and look like, I feel like if people actually looked at the stats and looked at training and then like actually looked at what the people go through, then they don't understand. Like I saw the other day people were whining and saying like, Oh, cops should all have criminal justice degrees before they go and be cops. And I'm like, What the fuck does a criminal justice degree actually do for you as a cop? Nothing. What nothing. It doesn't do shit. So that's you, a stupid standard that you're trying to create. You know like,
0: the law better, uh, but not use of force or tactics or basically anything. Nothing it actually has to do with being a cop on the ground.
1: Yeah, and I tell people and then people like will post like the I see a big meme, they're like uh, I think it was like Chris Rock or something said, Well, airport pilots, they tell you there's a few bad apple cops, but the airplane, they can't have bad apples. I'm like, motherfucker, there's bad apples in every occupation in the entire world. I don't care what there's it. Yeah. pilots that murdered people because they crashed a plane on purpose. It's science, it's history. There's yeah. doctors that probably killed more motherfuckers because they felt like it than anybody else. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nurses, obviously they whack people. There's Uber drivers, they're raping and killing people. Like, but no one cares. As long as it's not – if it's a cop, all of a sudden, I know no, no, that's not right. But if you look at the interaction, what is that? I think I saw they said, like, out of 1.1 million interactions that happen, yeah, less than a percent are negative.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm that, again, I mean, it's like, you know, people – the stats are there if people want to read them. Um, no one wants to read them. They want to watch the one sensational video that comes out, you know. And, and again, if you go back to Minneapolis, like, that is – it is fucking absolutely disgusting. I don't think anyone could – you know, we have to continue um, to let everyone know that that's how we feel. But all these other ones, it's like, dude, you can't money morning quarterback, all this stuff. Like what happened in Minneapolis is not the same as what happened in Louisville, Kentucky, or what happened in uh, Atlanta. They're not even close. They're not even on the same spectrum of police calls, you know, and everyone wants to compare and contrast and do this and do that. And it's just like, dude, they have to be all isolated into singular incidents and viewed that way. And I mean, I'm not saying, like, you know as well as I do, man, if you don't wake up thinking of better ways to tie your shoes, like, you're not trying to be better. Everyone can be better. Yeah. Every profession can be better. Yeah.
1: And, 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 like, again, the stat thing is just the thing that I'm always hung up on because, what is it? I think last I looked, there was, like, 330 fucking homicides or whatever in Chicago, like, last year or something. More more black people killed black people than we had troops die in Iraq last year. That is fucked up. <laughs> like, Like, come on. Like, dude, I insane. I,
0: it's funny that you know, just today, just this Friday episode, I dropped an episode called Chirac, man, because the, like guys in Chicago were making that same reference of their own hometown. Um, and you're right, man. I, I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh,
1: you know, and 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 the, the problem is what happens is that people look at it as an excuse, they'll say, Well, you're just bringing that up to divert it, and, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not giving bad cops an excuse, nobody dislikes bad cops more than good cops because you make good cops job hard like you, you do and like the thing is is that and then people talk about well they're they're just in love with their power and that's what they want to do and it's like dude all the power that's given the police is given by the community and guess what if a cop wants to fight somebody they don't have to make a fight eventually you'll find a fight there's people that want to they want to kill you like they don't need like, they don't need it like it, it's there like if you you know Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, and then there's things that happen that, you know, that happen that are recorded and not understood. And it's like, yeah, guess what? That's not the same policy as a department. And guess what? That's another thing that people have control of. Policies are written, but in the end, your councils, the people you vote in, those are the people that make them. Right. So you're still in charge of them. Like, for instance, you brought that choke up. Here in my department, we're allowed to do carotid chokes, right? Yeah. But it's very, it has to be somebody that's violently resisting. Once they go out, you immediately release, yep. you handcuff them, and you call an ambulance. Right. That's the procedure, which I think is very reasonable. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. How many people in the UFC get choked out and fucking die on the mat? They don't. They fucking don't. Right. So that's the point, like, and we, and that's our policy. And yeah, I think I've that's never, reasonable.
0: well, that, that's the thing is like, and I've seen some discussions and that's a good point you bring up. I've seen a lot of discussions. Like I've been fortunate enough to befriend a couple of guys that are Marines or veterans that fought in the UFC, this, that, and the other, they train jujitsu all the time. And they're like, why aren't cops training jujitsu? I'm like, well, i a lot of them do, but they have to have, it's a want to and can do type of thing. Guys want to train and they can train. but They're also asked to work obscene amount of hours. They also have to do all these other training events. Like, you know, that's a, that's a volunteer, you know, that's a, that's a guy who wants to just be better and has the time and opportunity. But what they don't realize is like, not everyone has that, you know, and other guys, like I've heard of departments, you know, and and the standards at some departments are different, but I've heard like of guys, they only take like a PT test, you know, maybe in their whole career because that's all that's required of them. They don't, they don't have yeah. to, I and mean, that's how cops get out of shape or whatever. Yeah, I mean, It's like people, p- people don't know all these things, you know?
1: And then the, the you know they bring up like shooting, like for me I, I'm a gun guy I love shooting right, yeah. and you'll hear a lot of stuff like why didn't you shoot him in the leg? Let me tell you something. Policing is the same thing military they don't fucking shoot show you to shoot people in the limb. And it's not so you could kill them. You know and I know is because the largest target yeah. is your fucking torso. Right. So obviously you shoot for the largest target so you have a better chance of hitting it right. Mm. Well they talk about why don't you shoot the guy in the leg? Well blah, blah, blah. let me tell you something. I my shooting skills I can tell you right now if somebody was trying to kill me yeah I could probably shoot you in the kneecap pretty efficiently but I'm not that's not within our policy that's not within training right. you know what I mean it's just my own training I could probably shoot you in the ankle if I want to but that's not everybody and then people understand that that's a hard shoot to make when a Jolens pumping yeah, or when you're getting sure. lead thrown at you or someone's trying to stab you it's just not gonna happen
0: right. you know people think I mean the other thing is like you don't shoot to kill you shoot to stop
1: exactly and that's the point that people always run into so like they'll be like oh like you're gonna try to kill people it's like dude if your only opportunity is to shoot a torso that's what you're gonna shoot like right
0: i think biden came out the other day and said why don't you just shoot him in the leg <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. that's just to- you're totally ignorant when you're um it's and you're just saying that you're totally untrained and the sad part is like people will people will listen to that and think that that should be the standard and it's like do you, you really have no idea what you're talking about
1: Um, Oh yeah. And like I said, people are so fucking brainwashed that it's insane. Like the other day too, someone sent me a statistic. They're like 40% of cops beat their wives. And I was like, where did this statistic come from? They had no, no backing behind it. And I said, you just literally made up a number and threw out a number and then expected me to believe your number and then be mad about it. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like people don't do research. And I, and I think like, if you even fuck, if you put, even the five minutes of effort into researching certain things, like you would be fucking, you know, you'd be mind blown that, that it's just untrue. Like, yeah, I I think that back in the fucking day, guess what? I think, yeah, racism was alive because it was real. You can't deny that. Right. Right. Yeah. Obviously there was racist cops because racism was allowed. So there was cops that were doing racist shit and all that stuff. Right. But obviously if time progressed and you weren't allowed to do it, those cops weren't allowed to exist anymore. Right. Right. And they get rid of them like even I think there's a there's great photos of the first girl that was allowed to go to a white- church, or a white school she was escorted by white cops like that was their job like you know, and they did it it's just people don't care they don't they just want their own history and their own mind their own statistics
0: for sure yeah i mean it's all it's really all just uh everyone's about their own narrative man um and the, and they'll do whatever they have to do to paint that picture it's sad man it's gonna hurt a lot of people to be honest like. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I don't know how as a society we've allowed that to happen, but and that's what I tell people too. And I, I don't tell people how to vote. I would never would do that. Um, but it, no. it's pretty. It's a pretty glaring um, situation when your largest urban areas are all democratically controlled and they have some of the worst problems. And it's like, and you mentioned it earlier, um, the people you vote for are the ones that institute a lot of these policies that you're so adamantly against you know and like like let's say a mayor a mayor of a city when they when they become the new mayor of a city usually the police chief fire chief and a lot of these other people like they'll tender a resignation and it's up to the mayor if they want to keep them or not exactly when you move those people in and out um that's when the culture changes so i'm not saying vote republican or democrat i would never say that what i am saying is vote for better people on either side of the aisle whichever one you choose vote for better people and if they don't fucking man up man get rid of them you know like fucking hold them accountable and that's the thing that we just don't do anymore i think
1: yeah and like even for us like as a a working at a sheriff's office the unique part is that our guy is voted in by the people right right Right. so a a sheriff is not they have no influence by their politicians other than they get voted in by people like we actually take a physical vote and you decide who the sheriff is right? right that he decides on what he's going to enforced or not enforced and whatever. Right? right. And I tell people, I'm like, that's like the most constitutional thing ever. Like we literally get voted in by the people. And if you don't like what he's doing, guess what? You vote for another guy. And then that guy goes in. and right. you decide.
0: Can't the sheriff decide whether you stay employed under him or not?
1: Yeah. He can literally terminate all of us if he wanted to. Like, well,
0: I mean, the, I know, like, it, like a lot of the, a lot of the like sovereign citizen, like militia types, they, they believe like the actual government rests within the sheriff you know, like in their, in their small like areas and the way that they view the constitution and all this stuff, like they believe that the sheriff is like the real authority in government. It's a whole nother, whole nother nut to crack, but um, these South Asian yeah. types, that's what they believe. And, and that's why they believe it is because these, the way the sheriff is elected by the people and, and they're not necessarily, um, I don't know. Do sheriffs run on a political platform? Do they say like, do they announce they're Republican or Democrat or anything? I don't think it's they,
1: up to them. It's up to them. I mean, I haven't, he didn't. Make that announcement. Like I don't, what I don't he said know if he was
0: don't I've ever seen one do that or not. I have no idea. I'm sure after yeah. the fact it probably comes out like, oh yeah, he's actually like this or that. But I don't know that I've ever yeah, seen.
1: And, and they have short terms. I mean, they are they can go as long as you keep voting them in for. But I'm saying they only go four years and then it's up for re-election right And then so it's like it, it's not like something that happens where people are going to be like, oh, we're stuck with this guy for 20 years. Like you vote for him if you don't want him, then you don't want him. And uh, there's plenty of people that take the position. Right. So, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Like my, he happens to be really constitutional. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Like, um, now our crazy ass governor says we're going to all wear masks. And, uh, our sheriff said, you know, we're not going to fucking arrest people because they don't want to wear masks because it's their right. fucking right as humans. If they don't want to, Like, oh, I'm all about it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. California is getting strange, bro. And I mean, just with some of the shit they're trying to put in and also, um, yeah, it's just a hard thing to deal with. Like I know, um, there's an unsilent, there's like a silent majority in California, bro. That's like, doesn't speak up because it's probably just so unpopular, you know?
1: Because- well, I mean, the problem is, is that our entire state is ran because of Los Angeles and San Francisco. And, uh, I can't think of like pretty much it. Those are the two things that cause all the influence, right? Cause that's where all fucking people are. But right. the rest of California, we're agriculture, we're not, you know, we're not fucking tree huggers. Like, yeah, that's the weird part is like people are like, "Oh, California, you guys, butch hippies, motherfucker." We got more guns in California than most states. Like, a lot of people don't know that. Like, we got more cows here <laughs> than anybody. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just, but, that,
0: just that the cities happen to be bigger too.
1: Exactly. But I mean, that's how so new, like it's
0: ch- honestly how New York is too. That's what people don't understand. Like, New York is the exact where I grew up in New York is the exact same way. Uh, it's just urban areas, and that's what—that's honestly what the left. That's what they rely upon. So, I mean,
1: yeah, and and that's why I say, like, I don't know. I always hope that California would change one day, especially with this crazy shit going on. That they're going to realize that the governor fucking sucks. And you know, like I said, I don't. I'm one of those people, dude. I honestly do not reside. I don't tell people I'm Republican. I don't tell people I'm Democrat. Do I? There's what I tell people is that there's a lot of stuff that Republicans do that I like. Yeah. there's some things that democrats do that i like right yeah. and then there's some things that libertarians do that i fucking like yeah. but because they're all so different i can't reside on any of those sides because yeah. it, they're extreme to me at this point right yeah. like maybe they weren't so extreme 20 years ago but like for me and if, if i were to say i'm a democrat it, it fucking changes your whole life because now if you're a democrat then you can't like guns and you have to fucking yeah, uh, wash people's feet and fucking do all this shit. Like to be a Democrat, it's insane to me. Like,
0: and here we all are. Just we still just we just still just voluntarily vote one party or the other. You know, um
1: that's the fucked up part.
0: <laughs> like we are, we're a two party system just because. Like this is something I'm I'm learning to explore. Um, yeah, we're just a two party system just because. There's nothing that says that we have to be. Uh, it's just it's 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 literally just because we just we just don't give a third party a chance. And it's like, come on guys, maybe maybe we could be better than that. You know.
1: Well, the media doesn't help with that either.
0: No, they sure don't. Obviously they don't because, you know, obviously the the mass majority of the media is left. And then there's one or two places that are right. Almost nobody in between. I mean, it's just, it, oh, whatever, man.
1: That's what I say. It's a sad fucking road that it, when you go down it, you start realizing things where you're just like, yeah, this fucking We're, blows. Yeah,
0: dude. We very sheepishly just throw ourselves into a party. And like when I started this podcast, um, I've said it before I, I decided, um, as I, as I started the podcast, I moved to a new house, which gave me a chance to um, re sort of re-register myself, which I did. I re- I re-registered myself as an independent. I didn't want to be affiliated with either party. That way I could openly yeah. talk about how I felt. I felt like it was the right thing to do so I could openly talk about both sides. And, uh, and I try to, um, I find myself in agreement more with one than right now than the other. And, and I, I, I would say that I align a little bit more with libertarians on a lot of issues, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah, you're right. You can't, I mean, for, I think a lot of us, um, we can't, we can't really be boxed into one place. And, and the unfortunate thing is what I've read about the, the two party system is people feel like if they voted third party, their vote won't count. And that's really, a, that's yeah. really the one thing that, that prevents people from, but I
1: think it's propaganda.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Because if we all just fucking banned it, the thing is, if we all just came together and decided, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? That we were going to vote for this third party, then it would, it would, it would matter. And no one yeah. does it's because they don't, they yeah. don't, you know, there's some block somewhere. That's the fascinating yeah. part. And I mean, people have fucking real influence, dude. Like,
1: yeah. you know, and, and like I say, there's things that, that I understand. Like people talk about rich people. Do we need to really have people that are this rich or something? And I'm like, you know what? I used to be the guy that would say, why the fuck do we have billionaires? Yeah. Like, do we actually need billionaires? Right. But then I thought, what if that is their drive is because that's what they want to be. And if they can't be it, then they're not going to do it. Then we lose out on shit. You know what I mean? But it, 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 you know, it it depends on drive to me, you know, how willing are you to push for something and some people's drive is money.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's like people have taken whatever opportunities they have and they've maximized them. Like, how can you be mad at somebody for that?
1: That's what I say. Like, you know,
0: don't think it's unmoral or immoral or whatever the fuck Bernie says about billionaires and all this shit. You know, there used to be millionaires and billionaires and then he became a millionaire. Obviously then, then it was okay to be a millionaire. So it's like, oh yeah, a,
1: and his three heart, fucking uh, houses that he goes to, and his bucket Ferrari—it's all cool.
0: Your whole argument is null no and void at that point, bud. You know, it's like get get over yourself, dude. I mean, obviously, if I so there are, I do believe though, um, that these fucking gaudy ass billionaires could do a whole lot more, and some of them, ah, uh, fuck yeah, <laughs> some, some of them do, but not all of them are fucking good people. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah. what do you, you know, you got high school kids on the streets, you know, right now, fucking, I saw a kid on the news today he raised like fucking hundred grand for businesses in Atlanta to help him out. This is a high school kid. You're telling me that high school kids wiser and better than some fucking billion billionaire that, that created some insane thing. You know, what are they doing? Why is this kid, uh, taking his time to do shit that these guys have the assets to already do? You know I mean? It's just, you know, obviously you don't get rich by giving it all away, but sometimes you can step the fuck up in a whole lot more of a meaningful way. And again, some of them do, I'm not trying to knock them all. A lot of them do, Uh, but it's like, come on guys. Like, and also, the ones that do step up sometimes don't step up in the right places they they do it in some other co- it's like clean your own house first bro before yeah. before we fucking you know fix everybody else's fucking problems man that's
1: our big yeah. I think and, and you know and, big, and again it goes back down to politics with some of those people they'll you know, they on um, they pick their side and that's who they're going to help and it's just you know it's bullshit and and it's crazy like you know I'll say something to you, though, that's going to drive everybody nuts. We talk about the whole uh, – <laughs> we bring the whole Cal Kaepernick thing with freedom of speech, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you my opinion. It's very simple. It's, it's this. As a veteran, guess what? I think anyone can say what the fuck they want to say, right?
0: Yeah, totally with you.
1: I can also disagree with them and say, I don't like that. Totally with Correct? you. Correct? Yep. So I tell people, if he fucking kneels, I'm allowed to say – I don't fucking like that. And you're not a racist for saying it. Right? right. But you can also say that you like it because it's your fucking freedom to say it now, him kneeling. He's allowed to do it as an American citizen. Right. Yep. But when you work for a business and if the business doesn't want you to fucking do it, so, guess what? You don't, you don't get to fucking do it. I basically, like,
0: I maintain the exact same argument. I feel like, I feel like, we, I feel like uh, we're fucking hypocritical. If we say we don't support his right to freedom of speech. It, correct. However, if the NFL had a policy that said he shouldn't have done it and he broke that policy, then he's an asshole and the NFL should have held him accountable. Fact is, the NFL didn't. Exactly. Did so.
1: And, just, yeah. and if people have the rights that they like their flag and it's disrespectful, that's their opinion. They're allowed to have that opinion. I don't know why that's so bad, but
0: people, to have that opinion. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I, I've got buddies that just won't watch the NFL anymore. I've seen lots of people say they just won't watch the NFL anymore. I'm like, all right, fine. If you want to be mad at the NFL for not having a policy, uh, to res- you know, to respect the flag and the anthem, fine. Be mad at him. but um, last yeah. time I checked, like uh, we have the right to uh, free speech and to peacefully, you know.
1: Well, that's what I tell people. I say, you know what, man? I was like, people are allowed to be mad at him. People are allowed to support him. I'm all about it. But what I don't like is that if you disagree with it, you're a fucking racist. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: My only problem with the whole thing was I didn't think Kaepernick was the right guy to lead that fight, man.
1: You know, I, he's still I, not. Guess what? Hey, fact, he went to my high school, in my hometown. Guess what fact he was never fucking oppressed here. Sorry. No, yeah.
0: well, his own friends said like in Nevada, like he was totally different, you know, when he went to college and like, I, I, so I've done a little research and I guess he's, he's got a pretty radical girlfriend that he met in San Francisco. You know, she's,
1: yeah, like, she's like super like,
0: she's a journalist and shit. And, and I think obviously the people in your life are going to have a profound impact on you. But, um, yeah. yeah, Colin Kaepernick was not oppressed and, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying you have to be oppressed necessarily to like raise awareness. I'm just saying right. shouldn't be the face of this movement, you know, because there are plenty of other athletes that now have a platform that experienced real racism and real oppression and real fucked up. Yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, where, where are these guys? Come on, man. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, so in, in a lot of ways I commend Kaepernick for having the fucking balls to like, you know, if he actually believes it to stand up for it. Yep. Yeah. But I, I don't think he did it in the right way, if I'm being honest. But uh, whatever.
1: I don't think so he did either. And yeah. that's that's just our opinion, and we're allowed to have it. <laughs> you not, know I, what
0: I mean? Dude, I'm not losing sleep over Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. not wear Nike or whatever because of Colin Kaepernick. Like, that man holds no fucking power over me.
1: Yeah, I don't it's, give a shit. But, I haven't heard of Nike's on right now. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying, like, like it's, yeah, it's, I think
0: I, I legitimately, somewhere along the lines, and and I think both sides are, are, are victims of this, or not victims, but they, they fall into it, like, You'll see, you'll hear a lot of conservative people. Oh, you guys are fucking cowards. Like all these people on the left that get so butt hurt over everything. One motherfucker kneels and everybody freaks out. You know, it's like, yeah. what, what you're doing the same thing. You're being, you know, let's not be hypocritical. Um, that's what yeah. I have. a hard and,
1: and the thing too, like we talk about this, you know, and kind of just to bring it all together for you. And it's the cool part as me and you being Marines. For me, the Marine Corps is like a mini version of the United States sometimes about how they do things. Yeah. Do you remember the whole pandemic that every Marine is fucking raping every Marine now or whatever? Yeah. Because some fucking lady in Congress said that all the Marines are rapers. So yeah. now everyone's, you know, like, do you, it, you saw how due process went away? No, totally. Like, do, you, do you remember that? Like, it's gone. You, literally. And people don't get that. They get mad. Like, you blame the uh, the accuser. No, I fucking don't. I don't at all. I think if you're a rapist, you should get shot. And I think if you get raped, you should tell someone I honestly do. But the problem is, is that you do have people who are like, I had sex with them, and it's rape now. And that motherfucker got dragged away into the gulag. And then we never saw him again until that person admitted that he didn't do it or whatever. And it was insane to me. That's insane. Like, and that's what's kind of happened in the United States with no due process. Like it's crazy. So as a, I, can I think honestly, you saw it, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: totally. As a military policeman, I saw way more false accounts of rape or accusations of rape than I ever saw legitimate. And, and you're absolutely right man it's it's uh it, we're all crying wolf sometimes you know it's just and then yeah you're right when when the when certain people speak up and they say this is happening then all of a sudden everybody's fucking doing it you know and, like everybody's yeah. gonna get slayed and yeah you're right man i mean that was a like, really good actual as veterans a lot of veterans would probably resonate with that like it's a it's a uh that's a very unit specific thing or sometimes like a, a service thing where like if it's a systemic problem they just crush everyone and, and yep. that, like, it helps fix it. I'm not saying we need to do that in the country, but, you know, that's, you know, sometimes, like, if you got a racist cop, like, we need to get the fuck, we need to get him out. Get, get him. Exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, if you got a fuck, if you got shitbags on the streets, like, the community needs to rise up and say, hey, this motherfucker's a shitbag. We need to get him out of here. I exactly. mean, Exactly.
1: Like,
0: uh, we've been, you know, that's what was so special about the Marine Corps and something I've, I've always loved is we policed our own you know, whether you were an MP, whether you were a fucking grunt, whatever, like if you were fucked up, there was someone willing to tell you, you were fucked up.
1: And it was so willing to take you beyond a fucking bush somewhere.
0: And then there was <laughs> other people willing to help you fix it, you know, whatever it was, you know, one way or the other, you know what I mean? Like, we don't do that as a society. We don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah. And again, it has a lot to do with like your opinion is so fucking offensive and this, that and the other, like, well, actually, I'm just trying to help you out, you know, I'm trying to make you better.
1: But yeah. and, and, and it's just one of those things that I grow tired, like Policing, uh, my opinion doesn't exist in policing, and I tell people that. I was like, I don't, I'm don't. i not one of those people that says, I don't see color. Yeah, I fucking see color because you're human. I see everybody as an individual. But what I say is that I've never gone to talk to someone, and i followed a book-by-book book way of doing it. I go to people, why'd you do this? This is why you did it, and you figure it out. Never have I gone to someone and been like, this is your race, or this is your political affiliation, or you're male or female. Yeah. You just go with it, and then some things don't end up the way you want them, and some things do, and it's just life, and people don't get it that the majority of people are not as bad as you're painting them to be yeah. you know and that and it is just hard to explain to people and like being a veteran i think it's fucking insane being a veteran and a cop because it's like some people love you and then they hate you at the same time and it's like and like you know we talked about facebook uh on my facebook i don't have my name right yeah. on my facebook the funny part a lot of people don't know i'm a cop i say 98% of them don't know and they say crazy shit and it's like and they don't they'll never know that I'm a cop unless I say, Hey, by the way, I'm a cop. And mm-hmm. then they would be all offended, but they don't fucking know. That's the funny part. It's like a great experiment in my life. Like I watch people that will be like, I wanna kill cops, and then five minutes later they're like, Hey buddy, you wanna to come to a barbecue? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Insane. <laughs>
0: I'm a cop. Yeah, I have. I, so I have a bunch. Of, I have like a, a bunch of guys. Guys, you know, even that help me out with my pages and stuff. And uh, and uh, some of them are law enforcement. We're law enforcement, or whatever. And like we get, we we get in exchanges with people all the time. And they fucking have no idea like who we are, what we know, what we've been through, any of that stuff. And I'm just watching like the sheer ignorance and arrogance of people sometimes is fucking fascinating. And you're right, dude. They'll flip their script real quick until they, because no one, no one really cares. They'll run their mouths until it's a direct link to them. Once it's a direct link yeah. to them, then maybe they'll open their mind Maybe, and I'm not even saying all the yeah. time, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a time where a lot of people are fucking reevaluating their friends. They're losing their friends. They're understanding where people really are, uh, or they're learning these things about you know people that are in their lives, like who they are, what they do. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And I see a lot of the exchanges and stuff. I mean, um, that people have like on their Facebook accounts and shit, because that shit's a dumpster fire, man. And like, you learn a lot of a lot of. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You learn so much about people because when they're angry, man, they, they get these fucking uh, trigger finger thumbs, dude, and they just start firing shots, and you're just like,
1: whoa. It, I don't know, man. Like, you see things you're just – it's appalling, man. I've seen, like, stuff that I was just like, what? Like, I saw a guy I was like, we got to get rid of all the cops, and there should only be, like, neighborhood watch guys to go around and uh, tell you stuff. And I'm like, what?
0: And everyone like, Trayvon Martin then, you know? It's like, yeah, what about
1: yeah,
0: – I mean, Trayvon Martin.
1: It, it's just – yeah stupid it's just stupid yeah
0: i mean dude social media has just removed so much consequence you know like back in the day dude if you ran your fucking mouth to one of your boys like there's consequences i'm not saying everybody got physically fucked up maybe a lot did. there were were fucking consequences you know facebook and social media and all shit has removed all of that so people just fucking run their jibs um with no knowledge no research no anything and fucking and, and here we are you know what i mean here we are
1: uh, oh yeah i tell people keep there's keyboard warriors out there and that's why i say like i remember like just being in the barracks if you're talking shit to your buddy guess what he lived two doors from you yeah he, he was gonna find you <laughs> like <laughs> you guys were gonna talk about it like
0: for sure now now that shit doesn't happen you know i mean because you could be talking shit to some motherfucker on the east coast like you're never gonna see that motherfucker you
1: yeah he's just not gonna drive over there yeah, yeah
0: i mean what are you gonna get you a plane and fucking fly out here to meet me like cool I mean, in my case, I'm like, let's do it. Let's rumble, you know, fucking let, let's, have <laughs> yeah. this, let's have this conversation because I promise you in real life, it's not going to go the same way. Um,
1: yeah. They're not going to talk that way, but just, you know, crazy. It, they just man. not. And I just, uh, you know, if anyone who watches this in the end, it, I don't know how they would, but if somehow they construe me as thinking that I'm like super on one side or super the other side or racist or whatever, I'm not. I, and I think it's, it's sad and it's fucking sad in this world why I have to tell you that I'm not, (laughs) but like, the thing is, is that I just want people to know that my general knowledge now, I didn't know how cops were until I became one. Right. Right. I didn't know how Marine were until I became one. And the general consensus is that they do love their community. Yeah. There's some people that are disgruntled. Yeah. There's some people that have been there too long, but I have yet to find any of them. that are like, Hey, uh, had my coffee this morning. Let's go kill black people. Like yeah. I, I it, it just never happened. Like it just doesn't happen. I don't know anyone that's ever condoned that, no. you know, and I tell people, I mean, and then I say in a whole, not just the policing or, you know, politics and all that. I said like, if people acted more towards other people, like if they were your family, yeah, I think a lot more would get along because guess what? You could still fight family. You could still disagree with family. I mean, you can your- still, you know,
0: yeah, that was my approach in the Marines, man. That was my approach as a leader. You know, I try to teach I try to approach all my guys like people, uh, people first, their potential in mind, and like what you know, what could possibly be going on with this guy or this girl, you know? And I always tried to just think of them like they were my little brothers and sisters or kids or whatever, you know. That's just how I rolled, man. And I feel like I, I feel like it worked. I mean, um, you know, I was able to you know, do some successful things, but yeah, man, you gotta look at people as people, bro. You got, and you're right. If you if you treated everyone like as a family, man, I mean, in that in that way, a lot of time you, you can't go wrong, you know.
1: And I, and I guess what you don't gotta like everybody.
0: You, you know, I mean, you're not going. You're, it's impossible. that's literally impossible.
1: Yeah. And even as a marine, guess what? You know, when I became an NCO, there was plenty of people I didn't fucking like, but I never mistreated those people. They were still, they still got the same of everybody else. Yeah. And there's some the people that I really liked, and guess what? I still fucked them up because they needed it because, you know, that's what they needed. And it's the same thing with general people. If you just treat them more like family, you don't got to like them. You don't got to agree with them. Just make sure that they're all right. And then you go on with your way and that's it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. I don't know, dude. I mean, (sighs) crazy times, man. I can't believe like, you know, we've talked a lot about policing. We don't need to get in too much, but the whole uh, defunding and all this shit, it's like, it's, actually what we need is the exact opposite we need more funding and more police and more you know if we really want to make an impact and
1: more training if you want better cops you train them better yeah
0: right i mean i don't know dude i mean i hope uh I don't know. the one thing i do know I, I mean i think this time and i i can't believe we have to say this all the time but i i hope that um some real reform, some real change uh, for both sides, you know, the communities and, and law enforcement. I think we, we get to see some real, cause you're, you're not going to find a cop that's going to say, I don't want to train. There, yeah. there, aren't, there aren't any out there. Any good cop is like, yeah, of course I want to fucking train. Of course I want to be. You
1: shouldn't be a cop because 90% of your fucking career is training. Right. It's yeah. like,
0: like, like there's no cop out there who says, no, actually I want my job to be harder. You know what I mean? Like there's not, <laughs> a, fucking, there's not yeah. a cop out there that would ever say that. And, the, and one of the best ways to make it easier on the cops is to fucking train them. And give them more resources and assets. So fucking let's do it. But defunding them is not the end. That's not how you. That's not how you do that. In no way does that make sense. You can't. You can't. You can't ask these cops to do more with less. You just can't. They aren't in the Marines. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You know? I I mean, I don't know, man. And
1: and, you know, in the end, like you talk about the defunding thing. I mean, not to drag on into that, but again, for people that are watching, look up uh, Toronto, 1967, when they uh, decided to uh, defund the police and they went on strike. 16 hours they went on strike for the fucking whole town burnt down. People were getting robbed, raped and murdered. And guess what? That was only 16 hours. And they begged for the fucking police to show yeah. back up. So That's a blue, real story. Just, like just really even, happened.
0: Yeah. Just even the blue flu in, uh, in Atlanta is starting to show that I don't yeah. condone it. I don't condone it at all, but it's definitely going to, I mean, it's going to prove a point, man, for sure. Yeah. But, all right, man. Uh, do you got anything positive you want to put into the world? Let's I try. Yeah. To- I try to end on a positive note because we always talk about so much bad shit on the show. Yeah. You got anything positive uh, I, to put it out there, put it out there.
1: I mean, my, uh, one positive thing that I want to say, like one has to do with people that know me, one that not knows me that I just want to say is that not everything is doom and gloomy. Um, I've been seeing a lot more people depressed now because of a certain state that we're in, you know, whether it be COVID, whether it be this policing issue, whether they think, you know, whatever the world's ending, And I just want to tell people that the world's not ending and that there's always someone out there. Um, There's something that, you know, if you ever had me back on here, we could talk about, I I went through a big depressive state, state, you know, where I I was, it was bad. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it was pretty bad. And uh, I just want to let everybody know that veteran or not cop or not, what I don't care what color you are, man, I really don't is that there's always someone out there for you and that you're not going to be shamed for it. At least like, if you're any of my Marines or, or above me, below me, on the same level as me, you can always call me and we will, I'll have a beer with you and sit down and smoke a cigar. We can do whatever you want. Right. And it, it doesn't bother me. And if you don't want to talk to me, I know there's plenty of other people that will talk to you. So I just want to tell people that the world's not ending and we can make it better. And that anyone that's out there that's fighting depression or sadness or whatever, you know, or missing people, like, I understand. Like, you know, when I got out, I, I, I could name at least four Marines that died while I was in and on my way out. And I miss them and love them and all that. And I tell people like, you know, the one thing I always say, one Marine he left me with, it was kind of neat. He told me, he said, if any of your friends die, you can't kill yourself. And I said, why? He's like, because you have to remember that they can't live anymore. So you got to live for them. So so I tell people like, you got to live for your buddies. And that's how I kind of live it. You know, and that's all I got to say. Like, world's not any everybody. And everything's bad, you know, so. With
0: you, bud. Totally with you, man. That's well said. And, uh you know, I, you know, your instructor, was my best friend, man. He passed away and a lot of, a big part of me does that for him, you know? So yeah, man, I just, I totally get what you're saying, dude. And I mean, that's a, that's a great way to end it, man. Just, uh, I just say thanks for jumping on, man. Thanks for your service. Thanks for what you're doing every day, um, out in your town and in your community. And, um, you know, be that change agent, man, be the one that, you know, puts a good, uh, puts a good image out there for, you know, the sheriffs in your town and everything. and, and shows the community that you know they're not all bad man you know
1: yeah and i appreciate being on here man yeah that i want
0: to have you back man I, so we'll do it yeah next we'll get you back man we'll we'll vent about whatever we want to we, we we had a good vent session here but um yeah. that, that mental health is a super important issue to me because i i, I went through a lot of stuff too and uh and it, this is that's one reason why i started the show so we'll jump on and we'll do it again man And we'll talk about that um yeah. I, I love uh talking with people sharing those stories and and giving people ideas on how they can how they can get yeah. healthy you know Yep. All right, Alex. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for jumping on. I'll, uh, I'll let you know when we, when we drop it, man.
1: All right, man. Rock on.
0: All right, buddy. Take care. Be safe out there.
1: I will. You too.